Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with our Morning Agenda show on the 1st of May. It's a new month. It yeah. is a new month indeed. Bank holiday Monday, but you know how it goes. The work don't stop. The grind don't stop. Um, but it's been a few days since that Manchester City defeat. Um, now I think it's finally put to the back of my mind. I think you'll probably be the same, Charlie. But it's a new week. Um, we've got Premier League football back tomorrow at the Emirates. Got another big clash today, uh, this evening at the Emirates as well as the Arsenal women um, uh, sell out Emirates crowd. Hope to make history against Wolfsburg. But Charlie, how's it been over the past few days? You over last week? I don't. I don't think you'll be over it, but you, you're starting yeah. to get accustomed to it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not like. I'm not over it. It's not completely in the back of my mind yet. It's yeah. still like it's traveling to the back of my mind. It's it, I'm still thinking about it every so often. I'm sure I'll think about it tomorrow, but before we play Chelsea. But it's a new month. Uh, it's the final month for the Premier League, which is actually crazy. Yeah. But yeah. we've just we've still got to remember we're a point behind. Yes, they got a game in hand, but I mean it was only two one uh, yesterday for City against Fulham. You never know. There could be a there could be a muck up coming in these next few games for City. I doubt it, but there could be, and we're a point behind. So there's still that small light. There's that dim light at the end of the tunnel. It's dim, but it's still there. And final month, and I think just we just got to keep working at it, as you were saying. New month, keep going. Yeah, no, I think I can always count on you to offer a bit of hope <laughs> and optimism. But if I'm honest, if I'm being completely and brutally honest, I've not watched football uh, since that Manchester City defeat. Like, if I'm being completely... Yeah, I've, I've not watched any football. Yesterday, I never watched a Spurs game. I saw the clips on uh, social media. It was hilarious, to be honest, in terms of Richarlison scoring, doing that ridiculous <laughs> pigeon dance that he done. And then Liverpool go down the other end. It's typical Spurs. Like you could be, you could be the most depressed fan. It could be doom and gloom, but Spurs will always make you smile. So I think yeah. that's that's probably the light at the end of the tunnel. But I never watched, I never watched the Spurs game. Um, I never saw Manchester City uh, beat Fulham yesterday. I had a feeling that they'll get the win, but it seems that it was um, tricky. But I think tomorrow we'll kick off with um, the Chelsea preview. Mikel Arteta has done his press conference. Uh, I think. It'll probably be all, all sealed, done and dusted. Uh, Tom, uh, our good friend Tom Canton, was there covering the presser. I saw a few things that Arteta said. He he, he admits that whilst, whilst the Premier League title is not in our hands, um, right now we just have to basically get the wins on board. We have to look, look to get momentum back. Um, he still thinks that we can achieve the Premier League title, but I don't, I don't see any reason why he would say anything else to be honest. Um, and he spoke about how that it was a reality check, that game against Manchester City. They never produced the performance um, that they expected or that they wanted to put out at the Etihad. Uh, spoke about William Saliba's fitness issues. We're not going to see William Saliba this season again. Let's be realistic. He's not going to make it uh, for the remainder of these games. So whatever the situation is, hopefully they can get him booked for whatever surgery he needs. And he's, he summarised it that whilst Arsenal have done well for, for 10 months in a Premier League season when you're up against a juggernaut such as Manchester City, you have to do it for the whole campaign. And Manchester City, when it's come to the nitty and gritty, when it comes to the business end of the season, they've proven what a team they are. But 
the way I look at these next five games, um, Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton, Forest, Wolves, don't let this season end like just just for the sake of it, if that makes sense. Get the wins on board, get momentum, look to play the likes of Nelson, Trossard, Jorginho, players that can make an impact and give them a chance, give them an opportunity because I don't want this season petering out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you you want to kind of finish in the best way possible, but then also give the players a, a shot that haven't kind of yeah. like proven themselves completely, haven't had the game time that they need. We do also need to get the wins on board just in case there is that slip up from Man City. Yeah, we need yeah. to, and that's what Arteta's obviously said in his press conference. You need to, we just need these wins on board. Put pressure on them, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Because now that we're second, the pressure's yeah. on City. I know yeah. that they've been in this position before, but the pressure's on them. And you never know, it could be closer than what we think. You never know. And the only way that we are going to figure that out is if we get these wins on board, try and get the best try and finish in the best way that we can after the kind of like disappointing last few results. But you mentioned Nelson. I'm just going to quickly have a chat about him. It would mm. be good to see him play a bit more because you saw him against Man City. He was actually very, very good to watch. He, he was very, very good. And obviously he hasn't signed a new contract mm. further than, is it this season? I think. Yeah. He, yeah. And he's, he's up, he's up our contract in the summer. So, I feel like the only way that that is going to he's going to extend or sign a new contract is by getting these uh, minutes in, getting yeah. them through his belt and playing more often because maybe he might think that Arteta doesn't appreciate him enough and to be fair he's probably gone under the radar a few times uh, this season because he's pulled he's pulled it out of the bag against Bournemouth and as I was saying he just, he played very well against City Despite the result, he played very well against them when he came on and he mm. used something exciting. So he could add that kind of like extra bit to Arsenal's game that we might need in the future. We might need in the next few games. And the only way that we're going to see that is if Arteta plays him. So that might be a bit of difference that we're looking for. Maybe Arteta might have actually seen Nelson against Man City and be like, look, you know what? I'm going to play him on the left instead of Martinelli. You never know. Yeah. I think he will, but it would be good to actually see a bit of difference in the structure in the lineup, like we were saying at the um, in the match reactions room against City, because we were like, well, there isn't much of a difference at all in the starting lineup that maybe needs to be there. So, I would like to see Nelson sign a new contract definitely because he he's he's a backup. He could start. He's actually quite versatile hmm. and I'd like to see him stay at Arsenal. He's a Halem boy and it'd be good to see Smith Rowe, Saka and Nelson and Ketia stay together. Hmm. And I think that would be quite a, a good thing to see for the Halem Academy as well, because I think there's a picture of those four with the FA Cup kind of like up on a wall somewhere in the Emirates. And it's good to see, it's good for the Halem yeah. Academy to see where they can get uh, so it'd be really good to see him at Arsenal. And but yeah, going back to what this month can bring, we just need to get those wins under our belt, finish in the best way possible, and maybe Arteta might need to fix uh, mix something up. Yeah, no, I agree. I think no one expects us to win the Premier League title now. Let's be realistic. It, it, it's Manchester City and the driving seat, etc. But what I'd say there's an opportunity here to get the momentum back. To give the likes of Reese Nelson, Leandro Trossard an opportunity, Jorginho, 
who I, who I personally would have liked to see more of in recent weeks. Give them an opportunity because the next five games, there's not really pressure to it. The pressure's out. I think the pressure was in the last few games, Manchester City, Southampton, uh, etc. And we failed. We buckled under the pressure. These next five games is an opportunity for us to put the pressure back on Manchester City. Manchester City, more than likely, it won't affect them and they'll go on to win this Premier League title. But for me, I just don't want this season petering out. Um, I look at Newcastle behind us. They're getting wins on the board and they're starting to put the pressure. They're starting to close that gap. So you don't want to be in a position where, say, you lose against Chelsea, which I hope I hope doesn't happen because Chelsea right now are a mess and it would be embarrassing. It, it generally would it be would. embarrassing if we drop points against Chelsea because they've got a PE teacher in charge. Let's be realistic. <laughs> but let, let's, in all seriousness, but yeah, if we drop points against Chelsea, then we, we play Newcastle on Sunday. And then that's essentially Newcastle can even close the gap even further. I think they've got a game in hand on us as well. So let's not allow this season to just basically come to a halt so early. We've got five games. I want to see us um, go to St. James's Park, get a good result, get a win there because in recent seasons we've struggled there, um, win a L- London derby against Chelsea, come up against a great Brighton team who put six goals past Wolves on the weekend. Roberta De Zerbi doing a fantastic job there. And then try to get five wins on the bounce. Five wins would take us to 90 points. And I think 90 points in a Premier League campaign is fantastic. It's a fantastic achievement. And it's just unfortunate that we're coming up, coming up against a Pep Guardiola team, a Manchester City team, who basically can hit that taddy, can hit that points margin. I think Carragher summed it up perfectly. In another season, in another league, Arsenal would win this Premier League title yeah. at, at an ease. We're just unlucky that we're coming up against a Manchester City team, a Pep Guardiola side, that are basically ruthless. They, they don't really allow any margin for error. So let's end this season on a high. We've got a London derby there. Let's hope we get the win on board because I don't want to see Mudrick scoring. I don't want to see Aubameyang <laughs> scoring because that would be painful. So yeah. yeah, let's see what we can do in the five games. Let's end the season on a high. But... Moving on to transfer news, um, Charlie. Um, quite an interesting link has come to fruition in the past few days. Mark Gray of Crystal Palace. Um, obviously, played for Chelsea before. So this link's there. He's done really well at Palace. Um, he's been capped by England. Solid right centre-back. If you're looking at potentially strengthening the heart of the defence, he wouldn't be a bad replacement for Rob Holding, would he? No, not at all. I think this is the kind of player that we need to kind of strengthen our squad, strengthen the kind of depth of the squad as well. Because yeah. in a situation that we're in at the moment, we're play- we are having to play Rob Holden, who is cl- it's clear that he isn't at the level that we need him to be when we're kind of uh, competing at this level up at the top of the league. And Mark Gahey could be one of those players to do so. Obviously, he isn't doing so with Palace, but he's a good player. He's he's one of their standout players. Hmm. So if we see him in an Arsenal shirt under Arteta in the situation that, re- that we're in, he's obviously got that experience under Roy Hodgson, under Patrick Vieira, etc. And in an England shirt, it could actually be very good for Arsenal in terms of our depth in, strengthen our, in strengthening our squad. And when we're... 
the only thing that's coming into my mind in the mud is I'm not saying that we're in the mud, but you know exactly yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. He he can be that person to to step up for us and provide something else in that defence because I mean I said it against Man City uh, the uh, match preview um, match reaction against Man City. I know that we haven't seen Kirior enough, but I still don't think that he's going to be good enough for the Premier League just yet. In terms so, of Kivior, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Like when I look at Kivior, I can see him potentially being a left back in the future. Yeah, like it's an inverted role, similar to what Manchester City have with Nathan Ake. Like Kivior has shown that he's got pace. Yep. Obviously, I've not seen much of him in terms of defensive capabilities, but when I look at what Arteta wants to potentially do with the team moving moving forwards next season, I could see that possibly happening. Kibio as a maybe a starter, as a left back, maybe as a backup to Zinchenko. But I look at that and I think that's something interesting. But no, I agree. Uh, what you're saying in terms of Mark Quinn. Yeah, I think I think he would be a bit of a bit more of a step up to Kivior and yeah. of course Rob Holding. But then when you say with Kivior, he can move on to the right, and Janko could put to could go into defensive midfield where Partey could be or may not be in in the future. Maybe we'll bring in Declan Rice. You never know. But if we bring in Gahey, then that adds that extra kind of possibility of that happening. Whereas if we didn't do so then we would have to play Rob Holden in that position if Saliba's injured or if Gabriel's mm. injured. We we then won't have that option of putting Kivior on the left-hand side because we don't then have that extra backup mm. in that centre-back role because we are playing Kivior at left-back. So it also doesn't just add squat depth, it adds another kind of option to the back line to the structure of the Arsenal team we saw it we, we've seen it with Ben White I mean you were saying with Kivio we've seen it with Ben White he's moved from centre-back out to the right and he's done phenomenally this mm. season there may be a couple of bits that he could possibly kind of fix up a little bit yeah, yeah. But only a little bit you can see how much of a good right back he actually is for this side mm. so you never know we might see Kivio on the left-hand side but you're only going to see that if we bring in that extra centre-back that can provide that backup for Gabriel and Kivior and Saliba because, as I said, Rob Holding might not be good enough for us anymore with the way that we are competing. We could end up seeing him go at this at the end of the season. I wouldn't be surprised. I would like... I, I do like Holding. I like him, but we've said this so many times, we need to be ruthless in terms of offloading incomings in these transfer in these next transfer windows because if we are going to continue to be fighting for a Premier League title that's what we need to do mm. so you might say oh but what if Saliba and Gabriel don't get injured it we then have <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so I mean Gahey adds that more that extra stability to the team we may we may see the fact that he wants to start so that may be an extra difficulty in Arteta's side he might end up needing to bring a bit of rotation that's not but a bad thing that's exactly I, exactly. Think, I, I think Arteta struggled on that this season but for me I look at similarities to what Manchester City done they bought a Kanji from Borussia Dortmund and I looked at that signing and I thought to myself this is a very very good signing for yeah. not 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 
a lot of money. I think it was, what, £18 million. Someone who's got European pedigree, someone who's played at the highest level for Borussia Dortmund, someone who is competing in a very good league, in the Bundesliga. They're always competing for the title alongside Bayern Munich. Um, Switzerland international. He's played at the World Cup. He's played at the European Championships. And look at him now. He's starting games, whether it's a centre-back. He started in Nathan Ake's position against um, Arsenal at left-back. even played the same position yesterday against Fulham at left-back. So that's the thing. When you add quality, there's always opportunities for rotation. People will get chances, etc. Injuries will happen in the season. And I think when I look at this Arsenal team, the next step in this project, if we want to go on to win a Premier League title, if we want to go on to the latter stages of the Champions League, if whether that's the semi-finals or the final, etc., we have to be ruthless. And I include players who are a bit part right now, and that's the likes of Kirantini. Um Flo Balogun, um, Eddie Nketiah. We'll speak on um, uh, even Tony Links uh, in a while. But even even the likes of Tomiyasu, for me, the key ingredient as for a good player is reliability. Like, Tomiyasu is a good player. He's solid when he plays. But is he reliable enough for Arsenal moving forwards? Like, when we need to play Champions League, when we need to play FA Cup, Carabao Cup, uh, Premier League, his injury record hasn't shown it if we're being completely and brutally honest. Yeah, okay. And again, that's something we need to look at. We can't be thinking always, okay, he's a world-like member in the dressing room. Oh, yeah, if he doesn't get injured, he, he could add Arsenal a lot. We have to be ruthless, and I think this summer is going to be key. Defensively, also in the midfield, and then potentially um, in attack. So I think Arteta and Edu, they've got a lot of work, and hopefully they'll have started to get those preparations underway. Obviously, we're in the Champions League. We're back in the big time. So I think I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that we're starting to put feelers out to the players we want, such as Declan Rice, Moises Caicedo, etc. Um, a final topic uh, of this morning, uh, Charlie, Ivan Tony, uh, Paul Merson has been basically, he's, he said it, he said it, that he hopes and he wants Arsenal to go out this summer and get a number nine, physical, yeah. strong, someone that can add a different side to what Gabriel Jesus offers. And for me, I'm a big fan of Ivan Tony. Like, he is a top, top player. I know he's got off-field issues that is basically on the horizon that's, that's going on. But as a footballer, he is quality. I think he's 27 years of age. He's hitting that peak. For me, I think he can play at a top four club at yeah. ease. He offers a plan B profile. But when I look at Ivan Tony, I know a lot has been said about Harry Kane, and I think Ivan Tony is the closest thing to Harry Kane. W watch them, watch them play, and you look at the uh, comparisons, you look at the similarities, the way that Ivan Tony can drop deep, and he, he's got the ability to play beautiful passes out wide. He's got the ability, he's got a picture in his head that he is always thinking forward. He offers goals, physically strong. He's a plan B option. He can link well. With the wide forwards, you've seen it with Mbomo um, and the other um, wide forwards that Brentford have. Um, great penalty uh, uh, scorer. He knows how to put the ball in the back of the net from the box. Um, he's recently got an England call-up. But when I look at it and I talk about ruthlessness, and obviously we don't know the situation with the off-field issues, but I want a striker this summer. I want a striker. Like I want us to be ruthless. And I look at Nketiah, I look at Flo Balogun, and who's to say we don't be ruthless and 
we put them both up for sale. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's something that maybe we need to ponder because Ivan Tony, I think, takes Arsenal up an extra level, if I'm being yeah. completely honest. Look at look at yesterday, Manchester City. They've got one generational striker in Erling Haaland. I can compliment him as much as as much as I want. And I, I think I could stand here and sit here all day and compliment him because he's he's next level. But what do they have below him? A diminutive figure like Julian Alvarez, who comes on, Kevin De Bruyne is injured, they bring on Alvarez, and he offers something different to Kevin De Bruyne, but he wins them the game. And I think if we have Gabriel Jesus and Ivan Tony leading the line next season, I think we're in a very good place. Uh, do you agree, disagree? Yeah, I think Gabriel Jesus and Ivan Tony is quite a scary yeah. and deadly uh, attack force that would put fear into into other teams' defences and teams as a whole. Um, and you say with like with injuries, right? And I completely agree with you because I've I've seen this thing. I think it was uh, yesterday or this morning. Mm. Arsenal have played what I, what I think is our best starting lineup. So Ramsdale, Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel Zinchenko, Partey, Odegaard, Shaka, Saka, Martinelli, and Jesus. That's been played six times and this whole season. Every, and we've won every single game. Those six. Do you know how crazy that is? Out of the amount of games that we played this exactly. season, our best lineup six times. So you, it's clear that there are injuries happening continuously in our side. So, don't get me wrong, Nketiah, he stepped up when Gabriel Jesus got injured. But then Ivan Tony just adds that extra. He does, he's, on, yeah. he's on 20 twenty goals this season in a Brentford side that are doing very well. But if he comes into it's, a side like Arsenal yeah. that are competing for this title, you can we see how well they play. Exactly. We create chances like that. And one thing that we are missing that I've been saying continuously that we've been missing in a box is the aerial threat. Yeah. We are crossing the ball a lot this yeah. season into Gabriel Jesus, who isn't the tallest of players. He might be able to jump. He might be a bit physical, but Ivan Tony is physical. He's strong. He can jump. He can head the ball. Hold up he, everything. Exactly. And that is the aerial threat that I think Arsenal have been missing since Giroud. And I've, I, I mean, I quite adored Giroud when he was at Arsenal, but then we might be able to see Ivan Tony fill his boots and do even better than what Giroud did in the Ars in an Arsenal shirt because yeah. he's, he's more clinical, but then he adds that extra kind of game to Arsenal that I have been saying continuously since we've got rid of Giroud that we have been missing massively because we are continuously putting crosses in. Wingers do that. Fullbacks do that. Always we put crosses into the box. And it's easier for the defence to to defend against the likes of Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli at the back post. Mm -hmm. We need to see someone that is kind of putting pressure on those centre-backs, being tough with them, being strong with them and tussling for the ball in the air that we don't really see with with the attack force that we've got at the moment, because I mean, our backup to Jesus is Eddie Nketiah. He isn't the tallest of players either. So if we want to add that to our game, it's just not going to happen with the two strikers that we've got at the moment. And with Balogun, who might be coming back at the end of this season, yeah. it's not going to happen. And I think that we will move to the next level. If we do bring that aerial threat and I'm, and 
I'm not going to hide the fact that that possibly could end up getting us those extra points that we've needed this season to push Man City even further. But he's, I think he'd be a very, very good signing. I think transfer market value him at uh, 50 million euros, and I think that would be a steal. I, I think that would be a very, very good price for him at the moment. I don't think Brentford would let him go for that yeah, low. Yeah. I think they'd value him a bit higher. But who knows? I mean, we'll have to see what happens. But I think Ivan Tony would be a fantastic, fantastic signing for Arsenal, who next season could end up seeing us lift the title. You never know. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, last season was his first Premier League campaign and he scored 12 goals in 33 appearances, which I think was a very good total in your first Premier League campaign. And this season, he's just continued to improve. 20 league goals in 32 appearances. And I look at Ivan Tony, and I watched Brentford against Arsenal when they drew 1-1 at the Emirates. And this season, if I'm honest... I've not seen many strikers dominate Gabriel and William Saliba as a pair. And this guy, watch that performance. If you've not seen it, he dominated both of the, our centre-backs. Saliba couldn't get anywhere near him. Gabriel couldn't get any, anywhere near him. And he was so dominant. His hold-up play was impressive. He got a goal and he was just basically a fawn in Arsenal side that day. And he's 27 years of age and he's hitting his peak. He's hitting his peak. I can't see him playing for Brentford like for me I think he'll be wasting his potential he could go to a big club like big club no disrespect to Brentford but he could go to a top four side and he could basically he could he could showcase his abilities at the highest level in the Champions League in a Premier League title race but obviously he's got the off-field issues I'm not privy to what's happening with that Um, obviously that doesn't help with the scandal, betting scandal that he's apparently involved in. So obviously those things we're not privy to, so we can't really judge on it or comment on it. But that could potentially affect it. But take away that, if if nothing was happening in terms of that, 100% for a fact, every Arsenal fan, majority of Arsenal fans were live, would love to have Ivan Tony at Arsenal. Yeah. And we need to be ruthless. Like, if you have Gabriel Jesus and Ivan Tony as your striking pair... There's so much versatility. Gabriel Jesus, when he was in Manchester City, he's proven that he can play on the right-hand side. He's very versatile. Pep Guardiola in big European games was playing him out on the uh, flanks. Yeah. So there's so much versatility and they would offer something different. Like for me, Eddie Nketiah, he's done great for Arsenal. Whenever he's been called upon. Last season, we were going for the Champions League. Uh, he, He got an opportunity, he took it. This season when Gabriel Jesus was injured, he took the opportunity. But something in the back of my mind is just saying they're similar profiles. They are similar yeah. profiles. I look at Gabriel Jesus. I look at Eddie and Kitty. I look at Flo Balogun. I don't, I don't look at them and I think, oh, yes, these are the strikers that are going to take us to the Champions League. They're going to take us to the Premier League title. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But if, yeah. if you have Gabriel Jesus and Ivan Toni, I'm like, okay, now, now we're talking. And I've, I've wanted Ivan Tony for a long time. I think Arteta wants a plan B striker, someone who's different to what we have already. This was a manager who was going for Dusan Vlahovic a few transfer yeah. windows ago. That was his main priority. He wanted Dusan Vlahovic at this club. Obviously, the deal didn't materialize and he went to Juventus. Rasmus Hoyland's been linked with Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Isaac. 
Oh my god. One player who I would love to have had was Alexander Isaac. Like honestly, a lot of a lot of Arsenal fans when that deal um when we were linked with um Isaac, we were speaking about he doesn't score enough goals for real that He doesn't score enough goals, etc. But you saw him and you saw a great player there. You saw a great player there. That assist the other day. Disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. But yeah, I look at Ivan Tony and I agree with you. I think it would be the perfect, perfect signing. Um obviously but in an ideal world let's see what happens this summer because i think a few a few things interesting things is going to happen football moments says arsenal get battered everywhere they go fair enough <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough uh, it's, it's it's a bit weird that they're on an arsenal channel but uh, not an issue but charlie thanks for jumping on this morning mate always appreciated Thank you for having me, mate. And we move on to a Chelsea game. Let's let's go. Let's go from there. Yeah, exactly. We take it one game at a time. I think no one expects us to go on to win the Premier League title. But what we do expect is a performance, a response. And against the Chelsea side, who I just want to say, fighting relegation, they're just toiling above the relegation zone at the moment. They're, they're lucky. You know that. They are lucky that the likes of Nottingham Forest, etc., are not picking up wins because yeah. when you have Bournemouth... Hot on your heels. What a fantastic job Gary O'Neill has done there. Crystal Palace, Rohan, similar. You should be thinking that maybe your club's not as big as you thought. So yeah. I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, folks, uh, please uh, drop a like, subscribe. We apologise that we've not had content over the weekend, but obviously we need the rest as well. <laughs> we need the rest and we had uh, the weekend off because Arsenal played tomorrow. But yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, drop a like, subscribe and keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh!